Hey, where are you from? So, uh, what do you do? That's what you get asked a lot, right? When you're meeting someone new, at a party, your dating profile. So tell the world the answer to both of those questions at the same time. We figured out how. We just launched a brand new online store that has all 50 states represented with gear for physical therapists. Now at ptpintcast.com. A stainless steel tumbler for a PT in Tennessee? Check. South Carolina physical therapist t-shirt? Yeah, we got that. Face mask for a Florida PT? Check and double check. Great gear for life, all showing off your profession and your home state. PT gear store available now at ptpinecast.com. So go there and you can show off your profession and home state at ptpinecast.com. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. Like craft beer for your ears. This is the PT Pinecast. Just a couple of weeks ago, we put on our very first virtual oncology physical therapy summit. We just got some of the best speakers in the profession of physical therapy, working with patients with a history of cancer. Put them all together in one day on one live stream for one price, 38 bucks with CEUs and everything. Uh, you still have access to that. Even though you missed the live event, you've got replay opportunities. You to watch all the videos and get the CEUs now available at ptpinecast.com. We wanted to, to break out to give you a little free taste of one of those presentations. And this was my co-presenter, Elise Cantu, also known as the Onco PT. She's the host of the Onco PT podcast. And she gave a great, concise, and clear presentation on the five biggest myths. She busted them in oncology physical therapy. She thinks that you, yeah, you, listening right now, are fully prepared and needed to be treating treating and taking care of these people with a history of cancer. She busts these myths wide open. So this is one of the presentations we're giving you for free, but jump inside and for 38 bucks, that's it, you get more than nine hours of content just like this all in this world of oncology physical therapy. So take a listen. Here's Elisa's episode, The Five Myths. She busts them for you of oncology physical therapy here on PT Pinecast. Love the PT Pinecast? Yes. Yes. Support the show by telling a friend or by leaving a review on iTunes or Google Play. Yeah. So what we're talking about is basically how you right now where you're at can get started helping these patients and why you are indeed the therapist the professional that these patients need Um, a lot of times people are really intimidated when it comes to working with people who have a cancer diagnosis they think i don't have the education i don't have the experience i there's no way i can help them and that's totally false and we're going to talk about exactly why that is you're busting myths let me get out of your way that's right five let's knock them down The stage is yours. That's right, everybody. So we are busting through the five myths that we hear most often about oncology physical therapy. After today, you're going to know that no more. There's no excuses for why you, yes, you can't make a positive impact in that patient's life that you're seeing and your entire community by working with patients after a cancer diagnosis. So let's dive in. Myth number one is I need a clinical rotation in oncology in order to help these patients. Well, guess what? The title of this presentation is Busting Five Myths. So we're busting this one right off the bat. You don't need an oncology rotation in school in order to start helping these patients. It's helpful 
to have a rotation, but it is not required. If it was required, we wouldn't we wouldn't be where we're at right now. Most of the therapists that you're going to be hearing from today did not necessarily have a clinical rotation in oncology. Because what happens when you're out on your clinical rotations and what you're learning in school, these are the skills that you can apply to help every patient you encounter, no matter the diagnosis. Because at the heart of every patient that you encounter is a person, is a human. And we've got some fundamental similarities between humans that we learn about anatomically, you know, physiologically, but also psychologically, that we are equipped to help as physical therapists, as PTAs. You have what it takes based on what you learn in school on your clinical rotations, no matter where they are. Acute care, inpatient, outpatient, home health. You are learning the skills you need to help this patient population, regardless of the rotation that you're on. When you eventually go and get a job somewhere, again, Maybe a rotation would be helpful, but it is not a prerequisite to get a job and start working and serving these patients wherever you end up. So do you need an oncology rotation? No. Now, myth number two, I need to go through an oncology residency program to know what I'm doing. There's a lot of rotations or residency programs that are popping up, which is really, really exciting, but they are not needed. They are not a, you know, must have in order to start working with patients who have a cancer diagnosis. You don't need a residency to help these patients. Again, it can be very helpful. There's a lot of mentorship that goes into these programs. You learn a lot of information, but you also learn a lot of information when you are out there with the patients, working with the people in your community, learning on basically on your feet how to do the thing. And if you're showing up here today, you're clearly invested in learning more about oncology physical therapy. So I think you've already made a really good step towards learning more about this. So you don't need a residency in order to help these patients. Again, PT school, PTA school is equipping you with the basic information that you need in order to help patients that you encounter, period. No matter the location, no matter the setting that you're in, no matter the age range of patients, what you're learning in school is equipping you to help every human that you encounter. Some of them will happen to have a cancer diagnosis and you are going to know basics of how to already help them. Again, going through and completing an oncology physical therapy residency is not a requirement to start helping people here and now. Again, it can be helpful. It can lay a lot of the groundwork, but it is not 100% necessary to actually start making a difference in your community. So myth number three here, I can't help these patients, patients who have a cancer diagnosis, unless I am a board certified oncology clinical specialist. Now, there's a lot of excitement around the specialist exam right now. So it started a couple years ago. I think we just did our third cohort, actually took the exam. But this is not a prerequisite to helping patients who have a cancer diagnosis. So we're busting through that myth already. You don't need to be a board-certified oncology clinical specialist to help these people. 
Again, it's nice. Preparing for the exam gives you a lot of information, but it is not a requirement to get out there and start helping people in your community. And on top of that, you actually have to be working with these patients before you're eligible to sit for the exam. So not only is it not a requirement, you can't even do it unless you have already been seeing patients for X amount of time. So for reference here, you either have to complete an oncology residency program, then take the exam, or, which is the path that I took, you have to be practicing in oncology with oncology patients for, I think, 2,000 hours, which is quite a bit. So you have to have that experience before you can even register and apply to take the exam. This is not a requirement for you getting out there, getting into your community, and working with these patients, making a positive difference in your community. Now, myth number four, I'm not going to actually see these patients unless I'm working in an oncology-specific spe location. This is probably one of the more common myths that I encounter in oncology physical therapy, that people have in their minds about barriers to actually working with this really, really special patient population. And this is completely false. And let's talk about why. Patients with cancer are everywhere. We talked, so Scott's presentation earlier in the day talked about, I think by 2025, we're expecting there to, maybe it's actually this year, but sometime in the 2020s, we are expecting there to be 20 million people who have survived a cancer diagnosis, who have been diagnosed with cancer, anywhere along that cancer care continuum here. These patients are out there. Current projections are estimating that by 2025, 40% of Americans alive will go on to develop cancer at some point in their lifetime. 40%, 40% of our communities are going to be diagnosed with cancer at some point in their lifetime, which is absolutely bonkers. So the idea that we are only going to encounter these patients in very large metropolitan areas with really, really high tech, you know, big hospital systems is totally false. And we're ultimately setting ourselves up for failure by expecting that that is the only place that we can actually encounter patients. So I'll give you a quick story here. When I was first looking for a job in oncology physical therapy, I actually went to CSM and I said, hey, I'm going to graduate soon. I would really love to learn how I can get a job and start working with these patients. And I was told by someone, you have to go to New York. Well, I'm in Texas, if you didn't know, and I was going to stay in Texas. So I said, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm in Texas. I need, I need to stay in Texas. And they said, oh, okay, you have to go to Houston. In Houston, there's MD Anderson, which is a really, really big, prominent cancer institution. And I said, no, 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 I'm in Fort Worth. I wanted to stay in Fort Worth. I need something in Fort Worth. And I was met with sorry, there's there's just not anything that we know of there. So you're going to have to go to these really, really big places to actually help patients. And that was devastating because I knew, I knew in my heart that there were people here in Fort Worth, Texas, 
who were being diagnosed with cancer who needed my help. So this idea that we have to go to very specific places in very specific locations and settings to actually help these people is completely false. So get that out of your mind because we know that there are patients out there and they are honestly looking for you. Patients who have cancer are seen in every treatment setting, period. Again, in acute care, inpatient rehab, outpatient, home health, everybody, everybody in their PT career will encounter patients who have a cancer diagnosis at some point in their lifetime. These patients are not just going to these big, special, oncology-specific locations. A lot of times, they're ending up in different PT practices all over the place. Sometimes they may not have access to these big cancer centers. Sometimes, maybe they're done with treatment and they don't really have a need to go back to these, you know, cancer centers where they are, but they're having musculoskeletal issues that you can help them with. I can't tell you how many times my pa my husband is actually an orthopedic, um, athletic population physical therapist, and he is talking to me all the time, hey, I have a patient who has this. So they're out there. It's a matter of, are we looking for them and are we really seeing the patients that are out there? Because you're going to encounter them everywhere, every setting. Now, myth number five, I think, is one of the ones that we hold very deep within ourselves that is really, really detrimental to not just you as a practitioner, but also to our patients. So myth number five is, I don't know about enough about oncology physical therapy, about oncopt to actually make a difference. I'm just not there yet. I just don't know it. I haven't taken enough courses. I haven't been practicing long enough. I'm just a student. What do I know? That's completely false because you have what it takes to help these patients. These are the only three things you need to actually help a person after a cancer diagnosis. Passion to serve, passion to help these people. Number two, enthusiasm to learn. We're always going to be learning. We are in a learning profession. Never mind just the physical therapy side of things to keep up on, but the oncology side of things. But again, you're here, you're already making the right steps. And then number three, resources to lean on. Again, we always need to be learning, staying on top of things, and making sure that we are implementing the best level of care possible for our patients. If you have these three things, passion, enthusiasm, and the resources, you're going to be just fine. This is exactly what you need to be able to help your patients real time where they're at. And if you're here, you have that. So what are you waiting for? New patients are being diagnosed with cancer every single day. We need more of y'all who are excited, passionate, enthusiastic, and ready to dive in to help these people. Now, there may be things that you don't know, but that's okay, because the most important part about OncoPT is the relationship that you build between you and the human in front of you. So even if you don't know exactly what you need to be doing with this patient, or all the specifics about the treatments, or all the side effects that these patients may experience, you have the capacity to affect positive change in the human in front of you. 
And I think this, uh, this quote by Maya Angelou is really important and really appropriate here. So it says, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Love the PT Pinecast? Yes, yes. Support the show by telling a friend or by leaving a review on iTunes or Google Play. All right, show today brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. Brooks IHL offering continuing education courses in numerous specialty areas, six PT residency programs, an OMPT fellowship, as well as challenging but rewarding internships. The IHL specializes in the translation of information from evidence to patient management, Learn what they can do for you to support your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. ptpinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. To providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at buildpt.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It's poured fresh by me, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Ingredients are sourced by our chief connections officer, Sky Donovan from Marymount University. And it's brewed fresh by producer and physical therapist, Juliet Dassinger. And by producer and creator, second year PT student, Bridget Nolan from Sacred Heart University. PT Pinecast is a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories. Make sure to follow us online at PT Pinecast and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. I absolutely love you. I love you, love you, love you. It's it's awesome. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. And if you found value in the show, all we ask is that you tell a friend. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.